no breaks was happening. I was in dip. I had just met my beautiful wife. She wasn't my wife then. But she invited me to church is what my prayers were. Before I even met her, I said, God, you know, I, I'm ready. Send me a wife. It took about a year. It took about a year. And look, um, oh, when that year came, I was like, okay, God, what you going to do? Because I'm about to do me because I'm not seeing nothing. You know, and, and then it happened. It happened. It happened like, bam, instantly. And, and it didn't just come like, and, and just, here you go, that was it. No, it just, it like, it, it kept hitting me upside the head with blessings. Bam, 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 bam. Look, we, we, we start, our first date was here, you know, and, and I'm so thankful and grateful that, you know, I met my wife because she brought me here to the Power of Love Church. My brother Carlos, first person that was like, look, this is your chair right here. You can have it. I'll save it for you every time. And sure enough, every time I came, my brother was looking for me. I don't know how. He was like, I got you. I got you. We started off over there, and then, you know, we ended up right here in the front. And uh, it's just been amazing. Look, I came here to the altar. Pastor Jesse was giving a, a, a message, and it was something in regards of sometimes you got to take a knee. And I remember taking that knee, and I surrendered. I was like, look. I'm tired of these shackles. I'm tired of, you know, uh, uh, weed having control over me, over my life. It's like every time I get up, I, I was a, a every hour on the hour smoker. Like I woke up like that and went to sleep like that. I came here to church. Church was the only time that I wasn't high on Sunday morning. But after I left Sunday morning, I remember Pastor Sandy always saying, you know, you got to guard yourself when you walk out because right here you're feeling it and, and the Holy Ghost is touching you. It was moving and it was, you know, but, you know, I felt condemned. I felt guilty every time I came out, every time I left. It was like, okay, now it's back to Monday through Sunday again. So now, you know, I'm doing my thing, but I came to the altar because I was trying. I was struggling, man, and I had so much going on in my life. It was like, the water used to be like how you say, Pastor, you know, we're walking through it, and then it got it got deeper, but it wasn't like a Holy Ghost type of water. This was the kind of water that was drowning me, you know, like it got all the way to my nose where all I can do is just like look up now, cause I can't I can't do this no more. I'll be drowning. So I had to look up and I finally I finally surrendered. I said, God, I can't do it. I'm trying, but I ain't making it. I said, I need something bigger than me, stronger than me to help me get rid of this. I came to this altar right here, and I asked Pastor, I said, pray for me because I'm struggling. I'm trying to get it right, but I can't. I got I, I, this one thing I just cannot shake, and it was just smoking weed, you know, and I couldn't. And, and I came, we prayed about it, and look, during that time, I was unemployed, and I had got a job. And, I, and, and, you know, I was happy for that, you know, but uh, I came on a Wednesday, and I didn't know that Pastor Jesse was going to call me up here to give a testimony. I had just got fired because they found out that the, that the urine that I used was not mine. It was fake. And, and I, I came over here like, you know, like, man, Pastor Jesse, it's not a good time, you know. Uh, but I had to be real with God. I had to be real with me. I had to be real with y'all. I couldn't come over here faking and shaking like, God can't, God can't move like that, you know, he can't use me like that. So I came and, and, and I left it here, and you know what? In the background, my brothers and sisters were standing here for me, praying, believing for, you know, a, a, a breakthrough. You know, I was, the depth was getting deeper, and, 
you know, it was it was hard. It was it was a it was a pressure and a struggle that I had on me, and I never had that, and 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 I wasn't dealing with with it too good. But I I came to where I, I it was no more of me, and I was like, I'm stepping all the way in faith, trusting you, God. I, I know you can do it. I know you'll do it for me. And I and and then slowly but surely things began to take a a turn. You know, I started getting more into the word. I started becoming here more and more. I remember my sister right here, Vanessa, I never mentioned it, but she sold $1,000 into me that night when I gave that testimony. Man, I was like, like, oh, wow, God, like, you, you, you didn't give me no 20. You didn't give me no 100. Come on. You gave me $1,000, like, from somebody that doesn't even know me. You know, but he was just letting me know there with something small that, look, I'm real. I got you. Just keep on pressing. Just keep on pushing. And look, when it came time to, the, when it came time to uh, uh, um, you know, put in my applications and all that, I was discouraged because, well, most of y'all familiar right here, y'all, y'all know, but for the ones that don't, I was in prison for murder, convicted murder. I did 15 years in prison for that. And, you know, it's not an easy thing to explain on your application. Like, oh, yeah, uh, it's not like, oh, yeah, I stole the car. Oh, yeah, um, even I used to sell dope or nothing. No, this is a, a life that was taken. Like, you know, it's not, e- it's not easy, and I, and I get and I understand for the person making that decision. Like, you know, I feel you, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, I'm going to make this decision based on the company and the employees and the safety, and I respect that. But I was coming here, and I was getting discouraged. My faith was being moved, but it was being moved not in a good way. It was like I started questioning, like, Man, they're not gonna give me. They're not gonna. They're not gonna accept me because I got because of this. And every time I got to explain it, I'm always uncomfortable. And I remember Pastor saying that day, you know, you don't know that the person you speak to on the end might be a Christian. And I remember calling the next day because I had to go to the lab to go take the UA. And this time I was good. I was feeling like yes, man. No more cheating the system. No more like man. Or what if? Well, I knew I was good. I was like man. I'll you, you can, anybody can use my, my, my stuff now. <laughs> but look, I'm saying that to say that, I'm saying that to say that on the other end, when I called, I was, I prayed. I remember I prayed before and I talked to the lady in human resources. And when I, and when she first answered the phone, it was like, it, like she was not really happy to hear from me and like, uh, get to the point. Like, what do you want? I was like, man, oh, that was, that's not a good intro to, 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 to spill what I got to spill out now. And, and, you know, we get, I, but I prayed before, before the conversation. Next thing you know, me and her, we're not even doing the interview anymore. Now me and her are sharing testimonies of what God has done, what he could do, and that, you know, every, we deserve second chances. And, and she believed in me, and I was like, and, you know, and she was believing for me and wanted me, and wanted me to get the job. She's like, I want, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to stand and believe I'm not even supposed to be, this is HR. And, I, and we left it at that, and sure enough, long story short, they came back about two, three, about two months later, I started working for another job, because even this, look, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie, I was like, okay, plan B don't, plan A don't work out, I'm going to have plan B, okay? So plan B came, and I, and I was there, and look, God showed me favor in that, because I was three weeks training, they were paying for it, they were paying for it and everything, and then the car finally came. I remember that night I was talking to my wife. I was down and out, and, and, and for some reason, uh, uh, my brother right here, Ram, called, 
and mentioned something about it and spoke something about it. It was a, a positive feedback that I needed because and, and, I, I was doubting. I was like, man, they haven't said nothing, man. My, I know my background is ruining it, but I'll be, I guess I'll be working over here, you know. And after that, they called me three weeks later, and the guy called me on the other end was so excited. He was I got great news for you, Victor. Like, he knew. He knew. He's like, your background cleared, your background passed. He said, when can you start? And I was like, man, I'm already working. He's like, well, when are you going to put in your two-week notice? I was like, what? He's like, man, look, look, you need to let me know. He's like, put in your two-weeks notice. Let them know that you, you're starting on this and such and such day. We weren't supposed to start you to another two months later, but for whatever reason, they want to get it done before that. And they're ready for you right now. So I'm telling you, go over there and put in your two weeks notice. Look, this came with a $3,000 uh, start sign on. Uh, with, with, look, they gave me a company truck, gave me a gas, gas card, company credit card, brand new phone, laptop. My time starts when I turn on the truck at home. I get to take the truck home with all tools and everything. I didn't need nothing. Come on. And my time stopped whenever I got back home, you know. But look, I kept pressing in, man. I kept coming over here. And, and that's why when Pastor Jesse says Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, stand on that. Believe that. I'm a living testimony, man. Look, a murderer, a murderer. How, how do you put me in a position from the way back all the way to the front right here? And it's only been one year is what I'm trying Come to get y'all to see. One year, one year got what God can do. Woo! It takes people 10, 20, 30 years. It took one year. We're just barely getting started. <laughs> We're just not getting started. <laughs> We're just not getting started. <laughs> Ooh, ain't got good. Ain't got good. That's it, man. <laughs> God gets all the glory in the end. Keep talking. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Come on. Somebody say one year. I'll join you. <laughs> All things are possible. What is impossible with men is possible with the God that we serve. If you only believe. In the natural, it's impossible. But faith doesn't need any proof in the natural to know that it is real. I mean, you, you testified it so perfectly, Victor. And the Lord is going to use you in a mighty way because the testimony that you carry, many will hear it and many will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ.
and you've not, since the moment you walked into, it's been a year. You've been here coming two years. Year one. You want it. Wait, where's Melissa? God is so good. Imagine what else the Lord is going to continue to do. Imagine what the Lord will continue to do in your life. That's why the Bible says don't get tired of doing what is right in due season. You will reap your harvest. If you don't quit, shake your feelings. It's okay. Turn your Bibles to the book of Hebrews. Chapter 5. I'm going to continue. From last Sunday night, I began ministering on the foundational doctrines of Christ that we as a church need to be founded upon, established. There's no compromise. And these are foundational truths for your life. In Hebrews chapter 5, uh, we're going to begin in verse, uh, I think, 11. When you find it, say amen. It says, did I say 11? 5.11, I'm sorry. Yeah, 5.11, okay. 5.11. Trying to see what, from what Bible. Glory to God. Let me read it. Let's see. Okay. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers... Ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, or the doctrines of God, the wholesome teachings of God, and are become such as we, such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. But strong meat, say strong meat, belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. 
So, you know, we start off as babes, and it's fine. You know, babies cry, babies whine, babies, you know, you know, babies do baby stuff. You know, they get dirty, and, you know, they'll have stuff on their face, and we think it's cute. We're like, oh, look at all the chocolate on their face. So cute. Let me get a picture. And they are cute. But it wouldn't be so cute if a 15-year-old, you wouldn't be like, oh, so cute. Hold on. Let me take a picture. Much less a 35-year-old. Or 52-year-old. Can you imagine? Then they need deliverance. Walking with chocolate on their face. So there's a, you know, we start off as babes. But then we got, we got to grow up. It's, it's scriptural. And it's required of us as believers that we grow up. Because a baby cannot tell the difference from what is good or bad. And they need guidance. They need to be taken care of. They, they need to be cared for. And that's okay. We, we, you know, we start off like that. But there's a time that we have to grow up and go from the milk to the meat. And like I mentioned to you, and I've taught it before, that there's the milk of the word. There is the meat of the word. There is the wine of the word, the honey of the word. And so, but we got to grow up to meat, the meat. It means growing up to maturity, to a level of maturity to where we're, we can discern, we can know what is good and what is not good. Are you with me? And then it says, therefore, 6, chapter 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go unto perfection. Let us go into perfection Leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ. That's not doesn't mean doing away with them, but stop starting all over again. Going forward and then having to go back to the growing up and then going back, shrinking back into a baby. You know? Overcoming and then going back into that state of not acting like not knowing what is good and what is not good. When you... Ought to be teachers, you have need of somebody to teach you because you have, are not finding yourself in, in, the, in, the, in the wholesome teachings of, of God. And there are wholesome teachings, and I started with one last week that was a foundational doctrine that is, was repentance. How many of you received from that? I know they might be... Uh, uh, you know, just um, basic for some of you, but open your heart. You'll receive something afresh. Amen. Afresh and anew. And so it says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go into perfection. Say perfection. The word perfection, that's maturity, growing, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. That's what I, I, I taught on last week. And a faith towards God, which I'm going to be on that today, 
of the doctrines of baptisms. I'll do that one today as well. And of laying on of hands. And of resurrection of the dead. And of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permit. So, today, I want to begin on the foundation of faith towards God. But it's important more than ever in the times that we are living right now that you have a solid foundation in your walk with the Lord. Because if you look in 2 Timothy, turn there. I know I read this to you a lot of times already, but too bad. Not too bad. But I'm going to read it to you again. 2 Timothy um, 4. Verse, well, let's start at two. Preach the word. Be instant, in season, and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. People will not endure sound doctrine. Wholesome teachings, they don't want that. They want what they want to hear. They want what makes them feel good. They want what makes them feel comfortable in their sin. This is, this is already talked about. But after, it says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables, teachings of man, man's ideas, which you, you, you're, encounter, you're seeing more than ever these things. People, you know, don't, uh, um, are coming up with their own ideas. You know, the Bible is of no private interpretation, if what you are being taught does not line up with the word of God, then you have to reject whatever it is being said and go with the word of God. That is why I said last week, don't just heed to anyone that claims to be a, a preacher, a teacher. I've, I've told you numerous of stories of people that started off right but left the true faith because they began to heed. They started off believing in healing. They started off believing, you know, in walking in holiness, in tithing, in speaking in tongues. But they went somewhere or they began to heed to these, these, these fables of, of man and began to, uh, 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 um, those seeds began to be sown into them. And, and, and it, it ended up causing them to depart from the true faith from the true doctrines, from the true wholesome teachings of the Lord. You know, they're, they're no longer believing in healing. They're no longer believing. I had somebody tell me, you know, the tie doesn't mean the tenth. It doesn't mean that you have to give a tenth. You know, God wants you to give whatever your heart wants to give. 
Well, that's not what the Bible says. You know? And, 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 and so I've seen it. I've seen how people have gotten messed up because they've heeded to, to man's ideas, to man's own interpretation of the Bible. But that's why you have to be founded upon the, the wholesome teachings of the Bible. And that's why you need the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, how be it when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Oh, how we need to be acquainted with the Holy Spirit to be able to discern what is real and what is not. We need the power, we need the word, and we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to walk in the word, and we need to walk in the spirit. We need to be filled with the word of God, and we need to be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. Without the word and without the Holy Spirit, it's going to be tough. Kenneth Hagin said, if you only have this word, you will dry up. There's people that have word, 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 but no Holy Spirit. And all they have is knowledge of the word of God. There is no empowerment to overcome because if you look at their lives, they know all the word, but they're, no, they're not producing fruit. And then you have people that claim to, it, everything's the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. You know, they shake, they do all kinds of things, they even speak in tongues, but there is no word. No word. You cannot have one, you need both. So Kenneth Hagin said, if you only have the word, you will dry up. If you only have the Holy Spirit, you will blow up. But if you have the word and the spirit, you will grow up into perfection, into a mature individual, knowing good, what's good and what's not good. You know, the days that we are living in, it is so vital. And I speak to every one of you individually. I speak to each and every one of you. You cannot be a faith hitchhiker. E.W. Kenyon said that. You can't be a spiritual hitchhiker. It's okay for somebody to help you at the beginning, but if you always want somebody to help you because you're too lazy to get in your word, then you're never, you're never going to enter into everything that God has for you. And God has wonderful things for each and every one of your lives, but you have to make a decision. You have to make a personal decision that you're going to get busy growing up spiritually. By feeding yourself in the word of God, by praying, by engaging in the Holy Ghost in your life. Amen. And by being a doer of the word, over, you know, exercising the word of God. Everything, you know, when you, everything you need is on the inside of you. And, 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 and you need to know that. And I lost my place. Holy Spirit, help me. It's going somewhere. Jesus. What's that? Yeah, don't be a spiritual hitchhiker. And that sounds harsh a little bit. But, you know, right now in the days that we are living in, it has nothing to do with left, right, this and that. It is good versus evil. Straight up, what we are seeing right in our face, it should, it should make you like, like put an urgency on the inside of you. 
to make sure that you're founded in the will of God. <laughs> because what we're witnessing right before our eyes is totally demonic. And it's going to be in these final days, and I'm not saying this to, to, in any kind of way to put fear, but it's, 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 it, the, the, the church is going to be the aim. The church, but God chose you for such a time as this to be a part of his end time army because the church will not be defeated. We're the biggest threat to the evil. We're the biggest threat to the enemy, and he knows that. But my people not my people, but God's people. You have to know it. You have to know it. You have to arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you to rise up in authority in this final hour and stand up against all the wickedness of the devil in prayer, in Holy Ghost, in the word. To set the captives free. You know, I, I was sharing in corporate prayer. Um, three things that prayer does. There's power in prayer. Get, let's get back to praying. Let's get back to getting on our knees and crying out before God now 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 hear me out it's not all about being on your knees who was it that said pray like it all depends on God and get up and go like it all depends on you there's a time to pray and there's a time to act but we must pray Jesus said could you not watch with me an hour you lazy <laughs> he didn't say that but I because they fell asleep, right? <laughs> they fell asleep. He said, pray and watch, lest you fall in temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. But your flesh don't got to be weak. Your flesh being weak is a choice. You don't, you don't got to be, don't be going around, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, so I, I just did it. There was no prayer. There was no prayer. There was no preparation. But prayer keeps you in that place with God. Prayer, all types of prayers. It's not, not teaching on prayer tonight, but, but we're seeing a mighty turnaround. We're seeing the hand of God upon this nation, upon his people in a way that is supernatural. The way, you know, the governments are operating and you, there is so much confusion. <laughs> but the church, the church is the, is the, is the, it is the golden hour, like Bishop Oyedevo says, of the church. And God chose us. 
God chose you? You think just to join, just to come Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night? <laughs> no. There's a purpose for your life. There's a calling in your life. God chose you and you have to, you, you, he chose you, but you have to surrender it all. You have to surrender it all. It doesn't take many. It takes one to say, here I am, Lord, use me. Use me to see a mighty, use me to see a mighty change. Use me to cause an impact. Endue me with spiritual gifts that I mean, that I'm, may be a blessing to my generation. That wherever I go, your hand and your spirit and your power goes to set the captives free. It's good versus evil. You know, and I was thinking this morning when I was, I said, Lord, I'll, I'll May your people understand that only the Lord can reveal and make things truth to you. I just got so hot from the top of my head, and I just, and it's not like sweaty hot. I'm like, I just, the fire of the Holy Spirit. And, um, You know, when the, the, the Bible talks about broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many that are going that direction. And narrow is the way that leads to life. And there are few that are heading that way. When it talks about the groom coming back for his bride and the example and the ten virgins. Half of the church stays and half of the church goes. Half of the church was prepared and half of the church was not prepared. What half are you going to be in? The one that decided to totally surrender to the Lord in total obedience unto the will of God as your Lord and your Savior or as to one that started off and then got distracted with the things of the world. Is Jesus coming back or not? Yes, he is. And it'll be a glorious day. But until then, we're here. <laughs> we're here. And not just here surviving. God did not call us to survive. He called us to thrive. In Jesus' name. He did not make us conquerors. He made us more than conquerors. More than conquerors. Amen. He gave us all power, all authority. He gave us the Holy Spirit 
the precious Holy Spirit to live on the inside of us. Hallelujah. He put his spirit on the inside of us. And he gave us the baptism of the Holy Spirit to fill us, to empower us, to be his witnesses. Amen. Hallelujah. So, the second foundation that I'll start, I'm trying to, Is faith towards God. Amen. Say faith towards God. And so, what does this mean? It means that Jesus is the only way to the Father. You need to know that no matter how good you are, or no matter how good the individual claims to be, no matter the good deeds, the good lives, how sincere people are, neither because they went to church, neither because they gave tithes or, or gave offerings, none of these things save your soul or get you into heaven. Many times we'll ask somebody, do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt? If you were to die this very second, where you're going to spend eternity? Oh, yes. Well, can I ask why do you say yes? Well, because I'm a good person. Because I helped this lady cross the road the other day. Or because I'm a good parent. Or because I go to church. But there's a lot of good people that are not going to make heaven. There's a lot of good people that are going to go to hell because it's not your goodness that gets you to heaven. It's Jesus Christ. Is your faith in the Son of the living God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In John 36, let me give you some scripture. Glory be to God. And for those of you that came to the marriage class, there's going to be a box tonight after service for the Q&A for the, the, the next marriage meeting. And then um, you can drop your Q&A question, the questions, and then we'll answer them at the next marriage gathering. Amen. You don't have to put your name. You can just throw them in there. And um, um, we'll do our best to answer them. Keep them PG, okay? No, just kidding. It was about, what were the three things? Okay. Yeah. 
Last time, somebody just yelled, sex. I was like, <laughs> somebody got a breakthrough. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Did you enjoy that, Brother Ram and Sister Myra? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. John 3, 30, 35. John 3, 35. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. He who who? He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. That was good, right? He who who? But y'all understand. Glory to God. Okay, yeah, I already know my language. Like, And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides in him. So in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So faith in God is faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our faith in what? Our faith in the Son of God. No matter how good you are, no matter what good deeds you do, there needs to be repentance, number one, and there needs to be faith towards God by believing and receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only beloved son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So there's only one way to the Father. And faith towards God is faith in his son. Faith in the way, which is Jesus Christ. There are people, influential people, that will tell you, oh, you know, there's not only one way to heaven. You know, you can, there's many ways to heaven. There's many, you know, you, you can just be a good person. You can just do good deeds. And it, it's a deception. There's, you, you only come to the Father through Jesus Christ. Faith towards God is faith in the Son of God. Faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. There is no other way. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In Acts 4, 12, it says, Nor is there salvation in any other for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. It's only through Jesus Christ. 
There has to be repentance of sin, turning away and receiving his remission of our sins, forgiveness of our sin by the, by the, by the washing of his blood, by the cleansing of his blood through Jesus Christ. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things pass away. Behold, he makes all things new. Somebody shout new. Who's thankful for the newness of life? Oh. Victor. You know, it's so powerful. The, our, our life in Christ is so powerful. It's an empowering life. Because if you know, you know. That what you could have never done for yourself, God did it for you. He did it in you. And he did it through you. And that's the beauty of it. That you know it's not you. It's him. <laughs> it's him. Amen. It's so wonderful. Anything. He'll help you in any area. He'll help you in any way. You just got to desire it. You got to want it. Amen. You don't have to struggle. Like the last day or struggle that you've had could be the last struggle you ever have until Jesus returns. You know, the world has told you you got to struggle. The world has told you that, you know, life is hard. That, you know, this is just how it's going to be. But in Christ Jesus and your newness of life, the struggle is over. Because even in difficult situations, it is, it is easy peasy. We don't have to struggle in no area. We don't have to struggle with sin. We don't have to struggle with bondage. We don't have to, you know, this is the problem is all right here. Get, get your mind renewed by the word of God. And conform to what God says. And you have the Holy Spirit to help you and empower you to make the, the right choices. To know, to, to know what is good and what is not good. And if you have the Spirit of God in you, it's going to cry out, Abba, Father. It's going to want to do what is pleasing unto the Lord. And God is going to help you to live that good life that he's called you to live. You don't have to struggle. How, how horrible to get saved, full of the Holy Ghost, come to church, and then still be struggling with sin with your mind, not being able to sleep. Jesus Christ will help you through his word. Amen. Hallelujah. In 2 Thessalonians 1, 8 and verse 9. Faith and faith towards God through Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. It says, in flaming fire, bring in judgment, 
on those who don't know God and on those who refuse to obey the good news of our Lord Jesus. And I thought, well, why on those who don't know God? Well, because you know that you can know of somebody, but that doesn't mean you know them. Okay. And many will claim, that claim to know God are going to come before the Father, and he's going to say, get away from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. And they're going to say, didn't we cast out devils? Didn't we do this? And didn't we prophesy? Didn't we do this? He says, get away from me, you workers of iniquity. I don't, I, I don't know you. And so it's one thing to know of God, and it's another thing to know him. There is a point in my life that I knew of God. I was hearing what the pastor was saying. I was going to church. But then there was a point in my life where I got to know him personally. Not by the hearing of the ear. God, I, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I know you. Like everything became real to me by the help of the Holy Spirit. It says they will be punished with eternal destruction forever separated from the Lord and from his glorious power. So faith towards God. And so once again, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. You know, no matter how good you are, that's not the issue. The issue is the problem of sin. And the Bible says in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then the Bible also says the wages of sin is death. The payment of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So in Christ Jesus... There is the gift of eternal life, faith towards God. And so the Greek word for faith towards God, I want to share it with you, like I did last week with the word repentance. It's epitheon. It is a compound word which includes Epi on the first part, which means upon. Say upon. And the word theos, which is the Greek word for God. When these meanings are combined, they form the Greek phrase, pistels, epitheon. I know, that's, a, that's you don't got to know how to pronounce all that. But you, you, I just want you to catch what it means. Which means, speaking of faith towards God, it means a faith that is fully focused on God and not on anything else. He is your source. He is your reliance, whom you rely on. He is whom you 
you, you trust. He is the one that has saved you. Faith towards God means faith that is fully focused. Say fully focused. On God and not on anything else. That is a faith that rests on God. That trusts and nothing else. You know that there's a trust here on this earth. But eventually there is going to be an eternal rest in God. When we go. Amen. In Hebrews... Hebrews 3, Hebrews 3, is this helping somebody? Hallelujah. Hebrews 3, 18, wait a minute. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. It says here, Hebrews 3.18, it says, And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believe not. So we see that they could not enter in because unbelief. Say, because unbelief. And then in verse 4 says, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. Let me read this note on this scripture. The possibility of the believer missing God's promised rest is illustrated by the Israelites who failed to enter the promised land after Moses had left them out of Egypt. The writer points out two things. The Israelites had experienced the redemptive power of God, seen God's mighty works, and yet were disobedient because they would not believe. They would not believe God's promises or heed to his warnings. Therefore, they were destroyed in the wilderness and failed to enter the promised land. Number two, the Israelites' glorious initial experiences with God did not guarantee their safe arrival in Canaan. By failing to persevere, listen to this, by failing to persevere in faith, they disobeyed God, forfeited their destiny and inheritance as the children of promise and abandoned their only source of security, the living God. And the Bible warns us that we do not fall into this predicament that they did, that they missed to enter into the rest of God because of their unbelief. They seen the power of God. They seen the hand of God. And yet, it says because they failed to persevere, they failed to persevere in faith, 
They disobeyed God, forfeited their destiny and inheritance as the children of promise, and they abandoned their only source of security, which was the living God. Now, it says right here, where it says in verse 1, let us therefore fear. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. It's telling us, let us fear, lest we come short of this rest. And it tells us here that ceasing to persevere, I want you to say persevere. What does persevere mean? Give me some definitions. Press on. Don't quit. Keep going. You know, I think of when I was in cross country, I wasn't that good at it. But you had to like, it was long, long miles of running. It wasn't like track. And I knew that, you know, that if, you know, the foods that I ate, I knew that every time when I would run, you know, the more you stretch yourself, the stronger you get. And, and you can relate this in your spiritual life. You know, the more you stretch your faith, the stronger you're going to get. But it's in that stretching that doesn't feel comfortable. It's in that stretching that is out of your comfort zone that if you just keep pressing, that if you just keep going, you heard Brother Victor, man, there was times that I wasn't feeling it, you know, or I was coming and I was like, you know, not having it, but I kept coming. I kept coming. That was, he kept persevering. Had he stopped, had he quit, he would have forfeited. He would have not reached or, or seen the manifestation of the goodness of God that God had for him in his life. But persevering in your faith is what's going to help you get to the things that God has for you. And when I was, you know, doing cross country, I remember there was always this sharp pain. Anybody run cross country? then you know what I'm talking about. There was always this sharp pain. Did y'all? Who did? All of y'all? The sharp pain that screams at you, quit, sit down, you know? We need to do something like competitive again. I love these girls right here. They can play anything. Are y'all coming to 4th of July? Because we're going to have the volleyball thing out and the tug of war. Anyways, okay. So then there was a sharp pain, and, and it was sharp. And, and, and you would be running, and that sharp will scream at you, quit, quit. You can't go no more. You can't go no more. And everything within you screams, stop, quit. But I'm telling you, you get to a point where even with the pain you're running, you're persevering. You know that there is no quitting. You know that there is a finish line, and you're going to get there. You might have to slow down just a little bit, but quitting is not an option. Quitting is not an option. Stopping is not an option. I'm going to keep going and going and going and going until I get the finish to the finish line. Persevering. And, and you know, at first I would like, but then I, you know, the, the more I stretch myself, the more, I, the longer, the longer I would be able to go. But it reminds me of this. We have to persevere in our faith. We have to keep pressing. We have to keep moving forward. We have to 
you know, allow the Spirit of God in us to, to be the leading strength and the leading force in our lives and to bring our, 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 our soulish realm into subjection, much more our carnal. You don't get, you're not the boss of me. I'm the boss of you. That's why Smith Wigglesworth said, when I get up in the morning, I don't ask Smith Wigglesworth how he feels. And it's Smith Wigglesworth, not Wiggle, the Wiggles. <laughs> Jessica thought he was a cartoon character. <laughs> he said, I don't ask Smith Wigglesworth how he feels. I tell him how he's going to feel. And that's what most of you, a lot of you did tonight, right? I didn't ask myself. Am I going to go to church tonight? We said, self, we're going to go to church tonight. And we're going to receive from the Lord. And we're going to honor the Lord because he's worthy to be praised. Because he's been good to us. Hallelujah. Because we're believing for big things. Because we owe it all to him. And how can the house of the Lord be open and me not be in there praising him? The barbecue don't taste good when the church is open and you're eating barbecue. I don't know. I, I will be like... <laughs> It doesn't, right? It doesn't. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Glory to God. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I lost my place again, but it's all right. Seizing to persevere in faith and in obedience to Jesus results in the failure to reach the eternal promised rest of heaven. We can't afford, you know, I was thinking, I've been thinking a lot. Good thoughts. I think because my mind is renewed by the word of God. So you can think if your mind is renewed. If it's not renewed, don't let your mind wander off because it will lead you into, how did I get into this place? Well, you entertained it the thought. So shut it. And uh, I was thinking of um, I lost my place again <laughs> yeah I said I said you know because people call it like being ex you know you're, you're the Bible tells us to be zealous enthusiastic and some people don't like that. <laughs> and I'll never forget what Brother Richard said. Anybody know Brother Richard Moore? He said, lukewarm people get so irritated being around on fire people because it exposes their lukewarmness. <laughs> and, and, you know, some people call people... They have hyper faith. Is there, I thought to myself, is there, like, like I wonder if anybody's ever going to get to heaven and the Lord's going to be like, you were a little bit too exaggerated about the things of God. You were too excited. You exaggerated. You did the most. You did the most. There was no need for you doing the most. You believed too much. There was no need for, there is no need. You were too excited about faith. You were too excited about the call of God. You were too excited about being about your father's business. You were too excited about setting the captives free. You were too excited about the kingdom of God. Why did you do that? 
I, you know, I, I believe a genuine zeal and enthusiasticism, if that's a word, probably not, but of the Holy Ghost is the safest place. Because the moment we start, like, calming down, don't let nobody calm you down. I won't calm you down. I might correct you in a good way. But I won't calm you down. Perlita, you can shout hallelujah, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus, anytime you want. <laughs> because if you know what Jesus did in her life, in her husband's life, I'm going to shut you down. You can have all the hyper faith you want. Just produce fruit. Let your hyper faith, enthusiasm, your zeal for the Lord produce fruit for the kingdom of God. But Christians ought to be the most radical, excited. Somebody told me, man, we have, we, we like, man, we, oh, I think. Was it you, Perlita? We went out to eat, and then we went somewhere else afterwards, and then somewhere else, and you were like, man, I don't ever, I don't, I don't, this is a lot of like. <laughs> but I don't know about you, but man, I thought we did a lot when we were in the world. We done more than we've ever imagined. And not only more, but awesome, exciting, fun, sober, what else, hallelujah, happy, joyful, the joy of the Lord, amen, this is one that I love, a sound mind, because I was messed up in my mind, but the Lord taught me by the Spirit and by the Word of God, Romans 12, how to renew. I took that to heart. And when you understand if the enemy is going to defeat you, it's going to start, it's going to do it in the mind. And if you learn how to master your thought life, you can conquer and live the life that God has called you to live because it starts in the mind. It starts in the mind, and you got to learn to immediately cast away and cast down every vain imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, against the wisdom of God. If, it, if it's not of God, get rid of it, or it will get rid of you. Nobody just falls into anything without first having thought of it. Can I say that again? Don't ever say, I fell into this. No, you didn't. You entertained a thought. And that thought drove you that way. That's why cut it right here. And exercise your authority. It's not just to cast out devils. It's to tell your mind. You're not going to think like that. No, we're not going to have those thoughts. When the enemy tries to pull you back into your thinking that you're not free from your old life, that you're still that messed up person, that you still have those feelings you shouldn't be having, Say, devil, you are a liar. In the name of Jesus, get out of my life. I've been washed in the blood. I've been set free, and I am made whole in Jesus' mighty name. You don't have to put up with any of that. And, and, and as you, you know, mature in the things of God, you'll be able to exercise your authority.
in the name of Jesus over your life. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So, faith towards God, which means a faith that is fully focused on God and not on anything else. That is a faith that rests on God, trusts us, and nothing else. Only Him. Amen. God's eternal rest. And so, yeah, I was talking about perseverance. Say perseverance. That's, that's why I went that route. The phrase, let us therefore fear, which the Bible tells us in Hebrews 4.1. Let us therefore fear is spoken in the light of this terrible possibility and of the judgment of God. Perseverance in faith requires that we continue, say continue, to draw near to God through Christ with uttermost determination. Amen. Persevering in faith requires that we continue to draw, draw near to God through Christ with uttermost determination. That's why, you know, you can have a lot of desires. I believe my, uh, Dr. Mike Murdoch said this. You can have a lot of desires, but it's your habits that you develop that are going to get you those desires. You know, because it's not just having desires, but what habits towards those desires are you developing that are going to get you to see your desires, the desires fulfilled in your life. And so, you know, if you cannot just have a desire to want to draw near to God without doing anything apart from that. If you want to draw near to God, then you draw near to him through his word. You draw near to him through the, 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 the Holy Spirit. You draw near to him through your prayer life. You draw near to him by acknowledging him. Him, He who comes to God must believe that, you know, God exists and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, it, 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 I want to draw near to God is not good enough. I'm hungry for God is not good enough. I want more of God is not good enough. What are you doing? What are you doing to draw near to God? I mean, did you take out your Bible from when you left the service on Sunday? Or you took it out the next Sunday? You know, we have it so easy. You can, you have your phone, you can play the Bible and it, you know, you, you, you can, you, you know, you got to start somewhere. You know, but you get to a point where you don't need nobody telling you you should read your word. Or that you should pray. You get to a point where you know you have access to the throne of grace. And you realize, man, I, I've, been having, I've, been, I've been having VIP to the presence of God. And here I am, not taking advantage of that. Not, not taking my place in the presence of God. I've had VIP this whole time. Come on, if somebody gave you VIP tickets to the Astros, you're not just going to throw them away. How much more to the King of kings and the Lord of lords? And I like the Astros, don't get me wrong. I want to go to a game, so. Anyways, Benny, you use your tickets already? 
Just saying. Anyways, praise the Lord. Shall we continue? Countless numbers of even good people have died and gone to hell because they didn't die in Christ. Say in Christ. Your only justification is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians 1.27. Amen. Christ Jesus in you, the hope of glory. Good works are a fruit of salvation, not a way to obtain salvation. So your works don't get you there. Jesus Christ does. But after you give your life to Jesus, then you must get to work. Amen. Ephesians 2, 8 through verse 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not as a result of works that no one should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, say good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Just take a moment to thank him. Just open your mouth and thank him. Thank him that you encountered him. Thank him that he lives in you by his spirit. Thank him that he has made a way for you where there is no way. Thank him that your trust and your faith is in him and in him alone. Hallelujah. Thank him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank him that you're going to continue to persevere in your faith. Thank him that every feeling of quitting and discouragement is broken out of you in the name of Jesus, that you're going to continue to run your race with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank him that you're not going to miss anything that he will have you do here on this earth. Thank him that when you get to heaven, he's not going to have to wipe tears away from your eyes. Hallelujah. Thank him that you're going to hear these words, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank him for the good work that he's began in your life and that he's going to continue to bring it into perfection. Thank him that he is not done with you. Hallelujah. Thank him that he is not done with you. Thank him that he is working it out for your good even now. Glory to God. For his word says, all things work together for the good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Come on, just begin to thank him that you belong to the family of God, that you are a part of the called out church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank him that he has separated you. For his glory, 
Thank him, hallelujah, for the calling of God in your life, for the purposes and the plans that he has for you. Glory be to God. Thank him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank him that he is your El Shaddai, your all-sufficient God. Thank him that he's the source of your life. Hallelujah. Thank you that in him you found salvation, wholeness, joy, peace, righteousness in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Worthy are you, Lord. Just trust me. Just keep thanking him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Glory, 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 glory. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, just keep thanking him. Just keep thanking him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank him that there's no turning back. Thank him that there's no going back. Thank him for that you're full surrendered unto him. Hallelujah. 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 Thank him that he is your strength, the strength of your life. Hallelujah. Thank him for his grace, his empowerment to do hard things. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank him that with joy you will draw from the wells of salvation. Thank him that you have big joy. Thank him that you have a big bucket of joy. Hallelujah. Thank him that your joy bucket is real big. And that you're drawing from the wells of salvation. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory. Thank him that you walk in his wisdom. Thank him right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank him that every plan of the wicked against your life is being dismantled right now in the name of Jesus is being dismantled in the name of Jesus. Thank him that the plan of the wicked is backfiring in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Come on, press in just a little bit. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is preparing you. The Lord is preparing you, has been preparing you for that which is to come. It'll be great. It'll be supernatural. Keep going, says the Lord. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God, you shall continue to go. In the strength of my word, says the Lord. And I will go before you to make every crooked path straight.
And I will go with you, confirming my word out of your mouth with miracles, signs, and wonders. What no one has been able to do for you, says the Lord, I will bring it into fruition. Because you dare to believe it in your heart and you dare to release it out of your mouth. You have known it, but now you shall see it, says the Spirit of God. <laughs> oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, thank you. Come on, if you receive that, just thank him. You have known it. You have believed it. And you have declared it. And he says, you shall see it. Not not spiritually, because you've already seen it spiritually. You shall see it manifest in the natural. That means it's going to show up for you. That which has been on the inside of you is about to show up on the outside of you. And it's going to be for the glory of God. It's going to be a manifestation of God. For the glory of God, and you shall tell the people, you shall declare it before the people, and God will be glorified amongst the people. They shall know that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be in awe of you. Get ready. Get ready. Why do you think that resistance? Why do you think that pressure? Why do you think that pain on the side? But you haven't quit. You kept on. You kept on. You kept on. You kept on. And the Lord says, I've been with you. I've been, I've had my eye on you. I've seen every step of your way. I've seen the sacrifices. I've seen what no others have seen. I've seen the work you've put in. And God says, get ready. Get ready. Because I pay good wages. I pay good wages to my people. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. Come on, if you receive that, just thank him. Hallelujah. 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 If that meant something to you, just thank him. Just thank him right now. Hallelujah. Oh, you have known it. You have seen it spiritually, but you're about to see it manifest. And you, nobody would be able to take credit for it. You, it, it would, people would know it was God that did it for you. <laughs> and he will be glorified. Oh, hallelujah. I, I sense big faith in the house. I sense, like, y'all are really, there's big faith in the house. You're stretching out your faith big. For big things. But God says, not, there's not bigger than me. Hallelujah. He says they're big 
in your mind, but they're little in my sight. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory. And he says, expand your capacity, your thought, your faith in me. For we've only seen a, a small glimpse. Yeah, yeah, they seem like it was great supernatural things. But the Lord says, you ain't seen nothing yet. God loves his children. He loves his children. We are his precious possession. Just thank him, just thank him, just thank him, just thank him. And he says, be on the lookout. As if you were waiting for something you knew that was supposed to come in the mail. And you would go check the mail. Nothing. You would go check the mail. Nothing. But there is not nothing. There's, it's happening. It's an effect. It's on its way to you. <laughs> Just like Elijah, when he prayed, he, he decreed it. He said, tell Ahab to get ready. There's going to be an abundance of rain coming. He told the servant. And then after he declared it, he went to go pray. And as I shared in corporate prayer, prayer has the power to form or create what you need or what you're believing the Lord for. Because Jesus even said, whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do it for you. And in one translation it says, even if it doesn't exist, I will create it just for you. It doesn't matter if it's never been done in anybody else's life. If you dare to trust the words of Jesus and put your faith in God and in God alone, God will do for you what nobody else has ever been able to do or has never been able to see it done in one's life. But it'll happen for you because Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. For whoever asks receives to him that knocks. The door is open. I messed it up, but you get the point. And to him that seeks finds. Some of you have more faith than the melt person. And God says that when you know something is coming to you, you're in expectancy. You're on the lookout. There's an excitement. Today is my day. Today is my day. And you're worshiping. You're praising him. You're rejoicing. You're talking about it. You're telling about it. You're magnifying him. You're thanking him. Lord, you're so good. You went from asking to praising him. And thanking him because you know, <laughs> I already know it's mine. I already know I got his word. I got his confirmation by the word, by the Holy Spirit. I know, Lord, it's done. 
you're an expectation. And the Bible says your expectation will be not be cut off from you. You shall decree a thing and it shall be established. Speak it. Declare it. Call it like God calls it. It is done. It's mine. I take ownership of it. If it belongs to me, I got it. And if I got it, I got it. And if I got it, I don't need to ask for it. And if I got it, I don't even have to believe for it. I don't have to have faith for something. I already know it's mine. That's E.W. Kenyon. That's another realm. You only need faith for that which you are trying to believe for. But when you take ownership of it, you don't need faith to wake up and brush your teeth every morning. You don't need faith to come and sit down on this chair and, and see, is it going to hold me? <sighs> you, you come without even thinking about it. And you sit down. That's how God wants you to take him at his word. It's mine. I got it. It belongs to me. Thank you, Jesus. It is done. You must have the word of the Lord on it. You must uh, stir yourself in it, continue in it until you receive it. And when it's yours, it's yours. It's yours. It is yours. It is yours. You see, because even everything that we receive from the Lord is for his glory. It's for his glory. God will not have any problem putting it on you. When it's going to glorify him. He'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. For his glory. Say for his glory. Say do it Lord for your glory. Do it unto me Lord for your glory. Hallelujah. 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 Come on just thank him. And if you believe that. If you receive that. Just thank him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come up here Vanessa. Glory be to